Hi, and welcome to Grazia Life Advice, Grazia Magazine's podcast. I'm Hattie Chrisell, and each week I speak to women worth listening to, asking them to share six pieces of advice they really value and the worst piece of advice they've ever received. My guest this week is the brilliant Rochelle Humes. She may have originally come onto your radar as a member of S Club Juniors, perhaps, all the Saturdays, but she's now a TV and radio host, an ambassador for John Frieda, and an author too. She told me all about her recent success covering for Holly Willoughby on This Morning and her new children's book, The Mega Magic Hair Swap, and shared some brilliant common sense advice on parenting, juggling a busy life and facing your fears. So over to Rochelle. So you were just telling me that you are working on a book at the moment. Mm -hmm. Tell us all about that. Well, um, well, yeah, I'm sort of now in promotional time for my book I started writing it about a year and a half ago and finished it pretty much a year ago and it's a children's picture book all about having curly hair I wrote it for my daughter essentially it's called the mega magic hair swap and it's a feel-good book for children that has a message that's bigger than hair in fact that um, I just want to teach kids to just love themselves I think it's such a vulnerable age. My daughter is five and I find it such a... She wants to look like this one at school and she wants to do this. And oh, she wishes. It's a really funny age, I think, where sort of you need that instilled in you from that age to just sort of love who you are. And I think I've really been pushing that with her and she seems a lot more comfortable in herself, which I love. And I think, yeah, I wrote it for my girls and didn't realise when I, I shared the fact that I was writing that book, you know, via social and... I was editing and sharing pictures of illustrations and stuff. I didn't realise that it would sort of resonate with so many people and so many mums, you know, to say, oh, I want to buy that for my daughter. She is always complaining about this. And I think when you talk about hair, it sounds so trivial and so vain, but you know yourself that, you know, it's... it's such a big part yeah, of who we are, isn't and it? And to learn to love your appearance you know good or bad but just love it because it's you and that's how you're made I think is is very important yeah so do your girls love the book then love it I'm not sure if it's a very self-indulgent thing that they love it <laughs> it's about me <laughs> yeah they're like oh look that's me that's me um the characters are called different names but I think it's also really important for me to um you know, I've got the two lead characters are May and Rose, and May is based on my little girl. But also to have ethnicity in books, it's so missing in yeah. in the book world. It's, it's such a shame, and it's crazy. Like, we're in 2019, and there I was reading, like, an article, and I can't remember the stats, but it was something as ludicrous as, like, 5% it might have even been. It was something silly of, of books have Bane characters in and I think 1% of those was female. It was just, it was it's crazy, insane. Isn't it? Yeah, I just think it's important for every child to recognise themselves in books. You know, I, I read to my girls every night. I grew up, you know, being read a bedtime story and I think if you can recognise yourself as a child, I think that's important. Yeah, I have recently become aware of this because my a really close friend of mine is British Indian mm -hmm. and I went shopping for books and greeting cards and stuff for her son over the last few years and it's like everything has got a little white child yeah. on it. I'm like... Wow, you, this is you don't realize it's a real problem. It's, it's come a long way since I was a kid, goodness me, it's come a long way. But I think it's sad that we're still talking about it in that vein, like we're still saying it's come a long way. How amazing, you know, it's it's should be normal. Britain, like this is where we live, you know. 
Yeah. yeah it's it's crazy to me. And I have to also ask you about your amazing run on this morning, which was so successful, I think. What oh. was that like for you? Um, do you know what? I absolutely love the team. I love I love the show anyway. I think it's a show that we sort of have all grown up having in our house and been sort of part of the family and part of the furniture, you know, that will always be on in my home and my mum's home and my nan's home. That's just how I've, you know, grown up. So to be on that sofa, you're very much aware that that first day and you hear the theme tune, you're like, wow, okay, (laughs) here we go. And you know yourself, you watch something and you get so used to those people being in your homes that you're aware that you know I don't I don't really want to see change I like to watch Phil and Holly so I, even <laughs> even I mean, that's me you know so I think I was very aware that you know this could this could be scary this that I might not have great feedback here because ultimately people like to see who who they're used to but I was blown away with how positive the reaction was and I was only supposed to do it for two weeks and I ended up doing it for two months right until she came back and it's lovely because Holly's a friend of mine. And Philip, we've now become so close and really fond of him since working together. So, yeah, it's really nice. It kind of worked out well for everyone that, you know, Holly's a friend of Ant's and she went yeah. and did that. And then I'm a friend of her. So it was quite nice that it was sort of a a family situation yeah, and it was just all ITV friends. Yeah, and just, and just being friends anyway. So, yeah, it worked out really, really well. And I've just blown away that, I, you know, everyone was so lovely about me. I didn't expect it at all. You know, oh. just when it's such a... It's hard to go into someone else's shoes, isn't it? And they're such a duo, such a double act together that I was, it's kind of hard to sort of pop in there. But wow, it was great. It didn't, it didn't look hard. Um, oh, but yeah, you. we look forward to having you back. I'm sure you will be back on this morning at some Yes, at some yeah. Stage. Well, I'm definitely part of the family, so I do the fashion and stuff and bits yeah. and pieces there anyway. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure I will. Okay, well, let's get started on your advice. Yes. Tell me about your first piece of advice. It's the most cliche piece of advice, but I just think it's so true. Trust your gut. I think in anything in life when I've been with an ex-partner and I'm sure that he was cheating on me or, you know, a friend may not be what they seem or it's just always been right. And every time I'm like, oh, okay, that's just me overreacting because maybe I, I might not have spoken about what this is I'm feeling or it's always right it's just really strange and I think I don't know if that's the same with you or oh yeah just generally but I think I think it's sort of having I don't know if that comes with age but having the bravery and having the guts to trust your gut like just go with that and don't think oh I've probably made it up or I'm I'm probably just feeling a little bit due on or emotional (laughs) like it's it's normally right yeah I do think I mean you were saying that you're going to turn 30 this year Mm. and I do think for me that's something that has got easier in my 30s yeah to to really just believe in myself and not question my judgment about things how are you feeling about going into your 30s I'm really I don't know if it's because I'm trying a massive party but I'm really excited (laughs) I'm really really excited I think that I was having a conversation with my girlfriend actually and we're both turning 30 this year and she was like yeah well you're really happy because you've got a husband and you've got two kids and you know what you want whereas I still feel really young but then I was saying to her and it's always true the grass is always greener yeah but it's amazing you're 30 you've got you haven't got like the responsibility I've got yet like you can really enjoy yourself it's just so funny that you always think that the grass is greener like I love my husband and I love my children and I I love the fact that I have that responsibility. That's my world. But at the same time, 
you can still be envious of the girlfriend that can go out and wake up whenever she wants to on a Sunday and just not have to worry about anyone. That's good to hear from someone like you that, you know, even for you, sometimes the grass looks a little bit greener. Definitely. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And I think everyone, you assume that everyone's got their stuff together, but everyone would always look into someone else's life and just be like, oh, she can just get up and go at the drop of a hat. Whereas mine is like... Non-stop. You know, it's non-stop and like regimented. Like I'm not going to do this on this day because that will affect my kids and the school. And there's always, you know, a lot more thought that goes into it than just taking that job or just something simple, just going for dinner. Yeah. You know, well, I can't because I've got the kids and Miles at work. And, you know, it's a kind of, it's a fountain of responsibility. But I, I absolutely love that and I adore that. But there's some times where I'm like, I just want to have a margarita with my girls <laughs> and, and, and wake up when I want in the yeah. morning. <laughs> well, I guess as your kids get older, there will be more a little bit more flexibility at yeah. some stage. Yeah. How, totally. how old are they now? My eldest is five and my youngest will be two in March. Okay. So, yeah, I'll soon be completely out of nappies. So, yeah, it's, oh, that'll it's, be nice. It'll be lovely. It'll yeah. Be lovely. I've noticed we actually just went on holiday and I noticed the level of stuff that I took this year was a lot less than last year. That's so good. I'm like, I'm noticing it. It's moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, we're moving in the right direction. So your second piece of advice is about parenting. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. When I had my first baby, I was young as well. I was 24 when I had Alaya, and I was so like wow I've had a baby this is amazing she's so precious I'm scared to even stroke her that I might do something wrong and I wanted everyone's opinion I wanted everyone's advice even if it annoyed me at the time but I just I doubted myself constantly and I think I don't know if that was because I was young or just because you know having a baby that's yours and that's going to be with you for the rest of your life is just like whoa and it takes a minute to that whole idea to sort of settle but it's weird. No one prepares you for that like train of love that you get hit by when you have a child. It's unexplainable. But I think I was so desperate to be like, am I doing this right? Someone would say, oh, you need to buy one of these because this will really work. So I would, the first thing I would do was go on Amazon and order it. Like I would just, okay, whatever you say, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. <laughs> and then I think my mum said to me, which is so true, because my aunt had come over and said, oh, no, you shouldn't do it like that. No, do it whatever it was. You must do it like this. And my mum said, Rochelle, every baby's different. You know, there's no manual. It's not a piece of, like, electronic equipment. Every child and every baby is different. you just got to learn your own baby. And that's the best thing that she could have said to me. Because I was like, do you know what? That actually makes perfect sense, you know? And it really rung true when I had my second. Because the tricks I'd used on my first to get her to sleep or to feed her or to make her comfortable didn't work at all on my second. Really? So every baby's different. And every parent's different. And I think it's hard on your first. And I don't know, obviously, if I could go back and think a little bit differently, I would. But I think that's just part of growing and and learning on the job. (laughs) But I think, yeah, I would just trust my own instincts a bit more. And just, you know, if you want to be polite to everyone and say, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But just do it yourself and find your own feet, I think is the best one just not to put too much pressure on yourself yeah I think that's a really comforting piece of advice because there is just so much information out there isn't yeah there about- and it's overwhelming and yeah. not the right information like this sort of information that this is what should be going on in your body or your baby's body or if you're 
you know, 20 weeks pregnant, like the facts, you know, the scientific facts of what your body should be going through. But no one says you're going to want to eat a massive bar of chocolate on this day <laughs> and you're probably going to cry because you've put on weight, but you're pregnant. So it doesn't actually matter that you've put on weight. You're growing up. Like the actual real advice that you just want your girlfriend to say to you, yeah, I felt like that. Again, then I felt really bad because I said I'd put on weight because I know I'm pregnant. And then I felt guilty that I was being mean about my baby. It's, it's those sort of things that you just... No one tells you that. And I hate that, that people aren't real with stuff like that. And they're yeah. just like, it's it's amazing. Don't you feel amazing? Well, no, I felt really bad when I was pregnant. Yeah. I was throwing up all the time. I was sweating. I was on stage, <laughs> like, in a girl band trying to look cute in sequence of four tiny size oh, eight no people pressure. next to me. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, be real with people. That's my thing. I think it's just the realness of it, not the, like, facts of you know, your baby's the size of a watermelon today. Yeah, yeah. It's cute and I like that, but there's a lot more going <laughs> on. get a bit more real. <laughs> yeah. um, so your third piece of advice is about switching off and I was thinking that must be, you know, when you're juggling so much with the mm. family and all the different kinds of work that you do. Yeah. This must be quite an important one. To tell yeah, me a bit more. I think it's hard for anybody to switch off. I think, especially if you're quite career driven and if you know where you want to be and you know what you want to do. I think whether you've got kids, whether you've got a partner, whether you don't, I think it's hard to just go, okay, I'm at home now. I'm going to watch a box set and everyone can go away. I think it is quite a hard thing to do just across the board. So particularly when I had the girls and not so much when they were, when my eldest was younger, but now, now in the sort of age that she is, she's, she notices things and I don't want to just be that mum that's like okay hang on one second I'm just doing this email don't get me wrong that does happen but I really make a sort of conscious effort to do that on my commute and I'm like I understand like I work the women that I work with you know amazing strong women that get it like they get home to their kids as well like things can wait until the morning yeah unless there's an urgent deadline but then I would know about that beforehand I think it's just that's the way I do everything I'm like okay I'll do that in the car and I do my emails I'm getting better I used to get really travel sick but now I'm okay yeah (laughs) in the back of a cab like (laughs) that is yeah you can't get over that really (laughs) yeah I think just learning to switch off like when I'm home the calls that I'm taking are from my girlfriends to tell me like what a day was like at work or my mum to talk to me while she's cooking dinner and not actually tell me anything interesting but from just (laughs) I'm on the phone to keep her company but yeah it's that sort of thing I think just being aware of like to try and separate the two yeah and that must help you to sort of keep stress levels reasonable as well yeah I think so and I listen I sound like I got it sussed but sometimes I'll be at home and Marvin's rushed out to work and you know my youngest at the minute has chicken pox which is great the timing was good though we landed back from holiday and she got them so one's got chicken pox and the other one is running around like a crazy person and then someone's on the phone to me because I've got to approve something that I didn't do and I've got like there are those moments and that's when I say Michelle why didn't you listen to your own advice and do that in the car because you should have done it rather than scrolling for Instagram (laughs) no I always think with this podcast it's all you know it's all these amazing women coming in and sharing their advice but there's always this like disclaimer which is yeah. that we don't all follow our good advice all the no. time we're all messing it up no you know, completely no, I don't think our best. anyone has got their stuff together I yeah. was gonna swear but I shouldn't I don't think anyone <laughs> can has. okay we haven't got our shit together <laughs> we're all trying to and I think it's like I would you know like I said I, I should follow my own advice more but this is generally what works for me yeah so number four tell me about that 
yeah, learn to say no. That's what I'm saying about following my own advice. That's been my New Year's resolution this year. And you know what? I think as I'm becoming, you know, as my birthday's looming and I've got older, in the past couple of years, I've found it so much easier to say no. Well, there was a stage where someone would go, right, you need to do this. And what do you think about doing this? And you've got to be here. I'm like, okay, well, if you think I should. But now I'm like, no. No, <laughs> just no. Yeah, and do you know what? It's, it, that's that's from a work perspective. Also, from a point of view where one of my friends that I've not seen in like a couple months, that you know we should be going for dinner, and I'll say yes, but I already know I've got a work thing, and I'm not going to make it. So why didn't I just say uh, no? Actually, I can't because it was like a really like a bad thing that I had. I just couldn't say no, and then I'd have that whole day of thinking I'm going to have to cancel her today. And it'd be playing in my mind and I could have just said no weeks ago rather than like stewing on it and making myself, you know, anxious. But but there's a lot of pressure sometimes, isn't there? I find, you know, if it's a friend who you haven't caught up with for a while and you'd you'd love to see them Mm. and even though you know you shouldn't book that thing in, you sort of feel like you should. Yeah, I think you've all, everyone's got those friends that like I could count on one hand, like five of my best, best friends that we're close-knit of girls, but separately, which is weird. So we didn't grow up together. Like, I grew up with one of them, and then the others, like, we've made a long way, but nicely, we all sort of get on. And I could literally disappear for six months and call them tomorrow and be like, right, okay, should we go for dinner? And it'd be, yeah, yeah, sure, what have you done today? And it would not be like, well, I haven't heard from you for months. But then you have the other kind of friends that you're still friends with and you love them that would get really offended that, you know, well, oh, she must be being funny with me because I haven't heard from her. So I think I take comfort in the fact that I've got the friends that I can do that with, (laughs) but then they're the ones I don't want to because they're my best friends. I want to do everything with them. So I think it's just an unnecessary... Sometimes friendship can be a pressure. Absolutely. It's kind of a responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, and then you feel like... Because everyone wants to feel like a good friend. And, yeah, it, it can be a pressure. But I think it's about... Like I said, like as I've got older, I'm not really bothered about the ones that pressured friendships anymore. I'm just like I'd rather just hang with my, yeah. you know, people that I love. Friends who don't make you feel yeah. bad that you have to cancel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So number five. Yeah, just I think we live in like such a social media age, which I love social media. I love Instagram. I do. And I think it's a great place if it's used right and can be a great place. And I use it every day. I love it. But I think it just opens up a whole world of comparison. And it doesn't make me slightly nervous that, well, I'm hoping by the time mine grow to that sort of age where they'd want their own Instagram, that it won't be that cool anymore. And we've gone old school and we use like throwaway cameras and Polaroids again. <laughs> um, but it does frighten me a little bit because I think it's also a kind of a new stage of parenting as well because I think everything in life that happens with my kids I'll call my mum and I'll be like mum what would you do did I ever say anything like this or etc and you know between my mum and my aunt who I'm very close to like they'll have the answer yeah and this is like uncharted but territory this is isn't uncharted it? territory my mum is even like oh I don't know about that Instagram it's dodgy you don't know there might be loads of weirdos on that you know and that's my mum just being scared because she might have heard something on the news about it so I think it's no one really knows how do you parent that like we don't know because before now that didn't exist and there's no research yet or no yeah so I think that's the only thing that scares me I think it's so easy to compare yourself 
And I would just worry that, I think that's easy enough anyway. I remember the popular girl at school that we all wanted to look like. But, you know, we didn't go home and then see her pictures over and over again and see her videos and what she was wearing and Mm -hmm. where she was at the weekend and that she didn't invite you to that party. You know, that was hard enough when you come back into school on a Monday and you sort of hear that they were doing something the weekend, but you could sort of get on with it. But now if your kids are on an Instagram story or a Snapchat story and all their friends are together, but they didn't get asked... I think that that just terrifies me because I would do anything to wrap my kids up in cotton wool for as long as possible, probably longer than they'd want. (laughs) But how do you even prepare yourself for that? Yeah. Are your kids showing interest at all in what you're doing on Instagram and all that? My little girl doesn't know what Instagram is really. She, um, I think she thinks Instagram is my pic, you know, your picture album on your iPhone. Yeah. (laughs) I think she thinks that's what it is because she looks at, you know, she like just sees pictures of her. But it's a matter of time. It's like, you it's know, it, it will definitely, well, she's still young. But as soon as other kids have it in schools and... I know. I mean, I can only hope that sort of, yeah, as you say, by the time you get to that stage, yeah. it might be less cool. Also, there might be better ways of... Yeah, of sort of policing it a yeah. little bit. But I think, like I said, I think it's a lovely place. Like, I really enjoy it. And my favourite, most. I was looking at that thing Marvin downloaded on my phone the other day that tells you what apps you use the most which is terrifying yeah how much screen time you've had I'm like oh my god I that's scary and I yeah I spend a lot of my time on Instagram and I think even now for such a great place for people on their CVs and you know you would check out their Instagram page quicker than you'd look at the website or something now it's just kind of life has moved on that way but I just think it's a scary place to just compare yourself to others you know I'm guilty of doing it I look at some mums blogger pages and they're like out doing like amazing walks with their children and painting and doing all the stuff that I think god it's too messy you can't do that right now (laughs) it's paint everywhere we'll do it tomorrow and then you know just things like that I think oh my god look at them they're amazing they've got everything sussed you know or it might be someone that looks unbelievable on the 1st of January and you feel like you've eaten all the quality streets left over. So I think it's just if you're in that mindset, you know, every girl feels like it sometimes or you just feel a little bit wobbly and you can see that, I think. Just try not to compare yourself to others. Yeah. Have you ever kind of thought, oh, I'm just going to log off social media for a few days? or No, because I feel like I have a quite a good relationship with social media in the sense of, I don't put my kids on social media. I've never done that. So I think maybe I feel like I've still got a piece for me. That's you know clever, I mean. yeah. I'll put all my highs and some lows and I'll put my work stuff and bits and pieces and, you know, day-to-day stuff. But I think that my kids, I've never... A, because, like I said before, we don't know the bigger picture of social media and that does frighten me a little bit. B, because they're not old enough to know what Instagram is so I don't really feel the need to put them on there. And also, they could be so embarrassed of me, which is definitely going to happen at some stage because we're all embarrassed <laughs> of our parents, and be really shy and mortified the fact that, like, I've shared them, like, in the bath or, you know, yeah, looking... so true. ..like how they don't want to be seen to the world. So I just think... I'm hoping that they might want to be a doctor or have some some really serious, amazing job and this might make them really embarrassed. So I think I'll just let them have that choice. But I don't think I've got long. I think my eldest is a little bit of an entertainer and she'll probably ask me in a couple of years for her own one anyway. And then, you know. Enjoy it while it lasts. Exactly. Enjoy the innocence. Yeah. So number six, feel the fear and do it anyway. 
Yeah. Why is that important to you? Because I think it's so healthy to just be a little bit scared of something. Like, for example, this morning, that weekend before I started on the Monday, I was like, it's weird. I've watched a show my whole life. I've been on there before. I've done this. I'm part of the family I work for this morning anyway. But I think it just felt like, because I, I cover in the summer, so when they're wowed in the summer, and I've done it with my husband quite a bit, but I think it was just put into a different sort of territory this time. And I think when you are then stepping in for someone, I don't know, it just seemed like everyone was listening this time and everyone was watching and everyone was ready to to know how it was going to go down on that Monday. And the weekend before, I was like going to Marvin, why am I doing this again? I'm so nervous. Why am I doing this? And then I got there on the Monday and I was totally fine. And then I was like surprised. I'm like, I'm not even nervous. I feel great. Okay, this is brilliant. And then I heard, and then, yeah, I felt, wow, okay, now I'm scared. And then like, the first show was out the way and then I just felt like I was starting to find my feet. So I think I was so, so nervous to the point of like, sometimes I think those sort of nerves might stop you from doing something, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. And then positive came out of it. So I think you just should, you should always do something that scares you a little bit because I think that's what gives you the biggest buzz. Is Marvin good in those situations when you're feeling a bit anxious? So good. He is so calm. Like, it's not normal. (laughs) But I know, no one else would, but I can tell when he's nervous because I think he tries to act extra calm. I don't know, it's weird, but he's so chilled out as a person anyway. He's like, he would never fluster. He's not that sort of person that will it's get so in a nice flap. To have someone like that around. Yeah, but it must really what, calm you down. Yeah, I mean, for I make up in the flapping. Like, <laughs> that's sort of my role in the relationship. Even down to the point, he's like, "Look, babe, just go to sleep. We'll figure it out tomorrow." I'm like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. I won't sleep. We need to just hash this out, and I need to figure out what I'm going to do and how this is going to work." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's he's good to have around in those scenarios. But I think every time I do something that beforehand made me scared, then I'm like, "Oh, I love this." But I think I love it because of the journey. Yeah. Of sort of being fearful of that and then, yeah, doing a U-turn. I think it always makes you feel good. And once you've done it, the fear is then gone. It's so gone. It, and so it's like you've yeah, exactly. conquered something. And then you've sort of been scared for no reason. I think it's like anything. I'm like, I've not done this. But I imagine like jumping out of a plane is the same thing. Like when you watch I'm a Level or any of those <laughs> programs or you see someone doing that, they look so nervous beforehand, understandably so, because that's terrifying. But then they are buzzing and so happy and full of adrenaline afterwards. Yeah. You can see it kicking, can't you, when they get in the air? Yeah. There's like a sudden like, oh, actually, this is really This fun. is real. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that bit where they have to actually step out of the plane, I was, I'm not sure that I would actually go well, through you it. could be up there for a week going, oh, I don't think I'm going to jump off. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, okay, I should do it. Actually, no, I can't. <laughs> but I think that's a mind thing. And I think that's why your mind is so powerful. So I just think if it scares you a bit, but you know deep down that you want to do it and it's right, whatever it is. I think you just got to do it anyway. Okay, wise words. I'm gonna. I've got a few things I could apply that to for sure. Why don't you book a little jumping out of the plane experience? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> face my fear. Mm-hmm. So, onto your bad advice. Is this advice that you've actually received from anyone? Yeah, my mum would always say this to Tell me. Tell us what it is. To keep your friends close and your enemies closer, which I think, in theory, is a good idea. As in you're better off to know where they are and how they work and suss someone out. But I just think 
you know, I don't have any enemies as such, but if there's someone that's, you know, there's a bit of a bad vibe or I'm not, it's not right, I'd rather not have them anywhere near me, let alone close or closer than my friends. Absolutely. It's the most random bit of advice ever. Really, it's kind of a manipulation, isn't it? Yeah. And I feel like if you're just, it's better to just be honest. It's about- better to be honest. And then I think you're sort of, you're ending up on their team as in, you obviously don't trust this person, but then you're then becoming as shady as they are. Yeah. Like, I just think, I just don't want anyone close to me that I don't love. Yeah. And an enemy, I don't want you as far as possible. Luckily you don't have any enemies no, anyway. I don't, so. not that I know of. <laughs> yeah. imagine, imagine I've got them all close and they all hate me. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That's all been brilliant thank advice. You. And we can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks so much to Rochelle and don't forget to check out her new children's book, The Mega Magic Hair Swap. If you enjoyed Grazia Life Advice, please do subscribe, rate us, review us and share us. It really helps spread the word. See you next week for more advice from women worth listening to. Listener.